This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 16, The Bully Bus. Well, you coming or not? Asked the bus driver, waiting patiently with her hand on the door lever. Brayden stood anxiously at the bottom of the steps, trying to figure out a way to hide the flowery pink backpack under his shirt. His blue backpack had broken that morning, and his parents made him take one of his sister's old ones until they could get to the store and buy a new one. Brayden didn't dare let the other kids see his girly bag. 
So, after a couple hard shoves, he crammed it into the front of his shirt. Realizing what he was trying to do, Mrs. K, the bus driver, smiled and waved him up the steps. When Brayden got to her, she leaned over and whispered to him. Try walking down the aisle hunched over like you're not feeling well, she suggested. Bet no one will notice. Brayden smiled at her and nodded. He loved Mrs. K. Everyone did. She was the best bus driver to ever captain a driving Twinkie. He'd take her advice if she told him to cluck like a chicken. Hunching over, he groaned and waddled towards the back of the bus. But on his way there, his foot caught the leg of a seat and he tripped, making the girly backpack in his shirt come flying out. And of course, who should it fall next to? But none other than Gavin Schneider. The meanest kid in school. Everything about Gavin was intimidating. For starters, he looked like a 30-year-old prison escapee with a buzzed haircut that had lightning bolts cut into the sides above the ears. He was tall, strong, and was three hairs short of a full unibrow, a bushy line of fur that only enhanced his vicious scowls. And to top it all off, his face constantly looked like he'd just sniffed rotten eggs. Holding that expression, Gavin looked down at the pink flowery bag at his feet and then up at Brayden. Is this your bag, sissy pants? Brayden swallowed. Psst, what? No? He laughed nervously. I'm just taking it home for my sister. Sounds like a sissy excuse for a sissy pants, Gavin said. He gave his oversized wad of gum one last chew before spitting it out the side of his mouth. One of his friends tried not to act disgusted as the wad landed on his shoe. Gavin pointed behind him with his thumb. Sissies sit in the back. What's going on back there? Mrs. K called. She was trying to see what was happening in her wide mirror, but she was too far to hear anything. She never caught anything in that mirror of hers. Brayden turned back to her. Nothing, he said. He wasn't about to tattle on the toughest kid in school. Instead, he shuffled to the very back seat, holding his pink backpack close to his chest. The seat lived up to its reputation. It was mangled and torn, like someone had trapped a tiger in the back and not fed it for a week. The leg room was non-existent, and there were a bunch of notes written on the back seat in front of it, most of them saying Casey Hart's Tommy, Casey Hart's Josh, Casey Hart's Tyson, Casey Hart's 20 other people. Jeez, who was this Casey? She needed a new hobby. Next to the love notes were a half dozen well-worn scratch-and-sniff stickers. There were even numbered scratch marks as if some poor kid had been counting down the days of his prison sentence. Now that Brayden was there, it did feel a bit like solitary confinement. Everything about the seat was depressing. As Mrs. K pulled the bus away from the curb and started down the street, she hit a speed bump. Brayden nearly got airborne from the sudden jolt, and when he landed back onto the seat, something about him changed. His vision got blurry around the edges, and everything he saw looked like it was filtered through a faint orange lens. Looking around, he noticed that at least half of the kids sitting on the bus were different from the ones he'd seen a moment ago. Hmm, 
That's weird. He caught a glimpse of his arm out of the corner of his eye. When he looked down at it, he gasped. He was way bigger than his arm and covered with freckles. What in the world? He examined the rest of his body. Rather than seeing his usual short, skinny torso, he was now heavier and wearing a totally different shirt. Brayden's breaths quickened as he felt his heart thud in his chest. What was happening? Had he bashed his head on something when they hit the speed bump? As he turned and saw his reflection in the window, panic struck him like a bolt of lightning. Instead of seeing his usual dark hair and blue eyes, he saw a total stranger with bright blonde hair and big freckled cheeks. Suddenly the bus stopped and Braden looked past his reflection in the window. They were at school. Oh no, he had to get out of here. Grabbing his bag, which was now big and green, Braden charged down the aisle for the exit. Oomph! A foot stuck out in front of him and he tripped, hitting the ground hard. A familiar scratchy voice laughed. He turned and saw Gavin's sour face leaning over him. What's wrong, Blondie? Can't walk straight with your big feet? Again he laughed a mean laugh and his friends joined in. Afraid of getting involved and becoming a target themselves, most of the other kids just ignored what was going on and stepped around him. A few others laughed along, some uncomfortably. What happened here? Mrs. K asked, pushing through the kids and helping Braden to his feet. Spencer, are you okay? Spencer? Even his name had changed? I... Braden paused and glanced at Gavin, who gave him a threatening look. I just tripped. I'm fine. Mrs. K eyed Gavin and his friends suspiciously. That better be what happened. Now get to class, all of you. Trying to lay low, Brayden hurried off the bus and rushed to class. When he got there, he noticed his usual seat was taken by some dark-haired kid whose face was buried in a comic book. Not in the mood to fight the matter, he took one of the free seats towards the back. That's my desk, Blondie, said Paul, glaring down at him. Brayden had never heard Paul be so rude or pushy before. A rush of anger came over him. He almost spoke up, but then Paul's friend Robbie jumped in. Surprised he even fits in it, he joked. Paul and Robbie laughed. Brayden's face turned red with anger and embarrassment. Some of the nearby girls had heard the insult and were giggling amongst themselves and pointing. Brayden tried to act like he was laughing along with them to ease the sting, but his throat tightened and he could feel the urge to cry. Luckily, he fought it back. Once he turned back into himself, this would all stop, he told himself. That is, if he ever turned back into himself. The realization hit him like a freight train. During class that day, several kids kept looking back at Brayden and made mean faces at him when their teacher wasn't looking. Every insulting look he got made Brayden shrink deeper and deeper into his chair. He was starting to wish that nobody would notice him at all. It would be so much easier if he was just invisible. When it came time to break into groups for an in-class science project, nobody wanted Brayden to join their group. We're full. Cadence told him. 
The teacher had called for groups of five, and hers only had three. Brayden tried the next group. No room, Jason said, even though his group only had four. Finally, Brayden stopped at the last group, which seemed like a safe bet since it was closest to the teacher's desk. Ugh, fine, Emily said when he asked to join them. She knew if she didn't say yes, her teacher would say something. Nobody in her group talked to Brayden during the entire experiment. They kept ignoring him every time he made a suggestion or just rolled their eyes and talked over him. Brayden kept looking up to see if his teacher noticed. She didn't. At one point, he almost went up to tell her about it, but he didn't dare do it in front of the whole class. He thought about waiting until the end, but even when that time came, he couldn't summon the courage to bring it up. He was afraid all the kids would call him a tattletale and bully him even more when the teacher wasn't looking. But could things really get much worse? They could. Afterwards, at lunch, no one let Brayden sit with them. They gave him every excuse in the book, or no excuse at all, just silence. He even tried sitting next to the dark-haired comic book kid, but even that didn't work because the kid had too much stuff laid out on the table all around him. At last, he found a spot in the far corner of the cafeteria, secluded and half-hidden by the salad bar. And yet, even in such isolation, Brayden still couldn't escape being picked on. Crumpled up pieces of paper bounced off his head while he ate. Mean insults about his weight were shouted from the other tables. Brayden had never felt so humiliated in his life. Unable to take another second of it, he got up, threw away his lunch, and went to recess. Brayden cried through most of it. In all his years at school, he'd only cried once at recess, and that was in the first grade when someone kicked a soccer ball in his face. But even then, it wasn't a cry like this. Brayden was sobbing behind the tree by the baseball diamond. He hated how he felt about himself. He felt angry, scared, humiliated, and, above all, alone. When was he going to turn back into himself? Would that even make a difference? I'll take Jess, Derek, Tommy, and Luke, came a voice from the nearby baseball diamond. Brayden ducked back behind the tree and peeked out. For a brief moment, he met eyes with the boy talking. It was the dark-haired comic book kid. But when Brayden focused a little harder on the kid's face, a knot formed in his stomach. It was him! That was the real Brayden! All this time he'd been right next to himself, being picked on, and he'd never said a word. And now? The dark-haired boy ignored him and ran back to his game of kickball. Behind the tree, Brayden cried some more, feeling shocked and betrayed by himself. After the longest day of school Brayden had ever endured, he climbed back onto the bus and went straight to the back seat. He was numb now. Gavin and his friends were probably calling him names, but he didn't hear it. He just stared down at the floor, wondering how long he'd have to live like this. How long would he be someone else? What were his parents going to say when they saw him? 
when they saw that his eyes were red from crying most of the afternoon. Just before they reached his stop, Mrs. K drove over the same speed bump from earlier that morning. Like before, Brayden bounced up out of his seat. As he landed back down, his vision changed. There was no longer a colored hue to what he saw. Everything looked normal. A jolt of excitement shot through him. He looked down at his body. It was his! He looked at his reflection in the window and saw his dark hair. As if seeing for the first time, he felt the details of his face. It was him. Almost in tears he was so relieved, Brayden ran off the bus and hurried home. That night, when he was laying down in bed, Brayden made an important decision. I will not just stand by and do nothing while others are treated that way, he promised himself. Nobody should have to feel like I felt. Nobody. Tomorrow, I'm going to do something about it. And do something he did. The next day, before the first bell rang, Braden saw Gavin and his friends picking on a big blonde boy by the swings. Their insults were loud and extra mean, broadcasting over most of the playground. Gavin was even starting to get physical, pushing the boy's shoulder as he spoke. Hey! Brayden shouted. He ran up and stood next to the boy. When he saw who it was, a lump formed in his throat. It was Spencer Stratton, a boy who'd been in Brayden's class for the last three years. He should have known. Red in the face and trying to hide his scared, wet eyes, Spencer looked at Brayden, stunned that someone would come to his aid. Brayden looked back at Gavin, who stared at him with his usual stink face. Only there was a hint of surprise in his eyes. Leave him alone, Brayden said sternly. Isn't that cute, Gavin sneered. Sissy pants and blondie. Should have known you two were friends. What if I don't want to leave him alone, sissy boy? Some of the kids on the playground had stopped what they were doing to watch, like they sensed a fight or something. Braden took one confident step forward. If you touch him again or say one more mean thing, I'm talking to Mr. Dalbert. Gavin and his friends weren't laughing anymore. Tell on us and you'll regret it. Braden shook his head. Nope, you will. Now leave us alone. Come on, Spencer. Gavin and his friends watched, frustrated and speechless, as Braden and Spencer walked away. Thanks, Spencer said, still jittery. I thought I was a goner. No problem. Braden said. I'm sorry it took me so long to say something. Spencer shrugged. It's okay. I'm just glad you did. So what are you into? Braden asked him. Sports, video games, salsa dancing? Spencer laughed. I personally prefer the tango, he joked. Actually, I'm kind of into comic books. No way! Braden reached into his backpack and pulled out a stack of comic books. Dude, I love comic books. Spencer's eyes glowed as he beheld Braden's stash. Holy motherlode, 
Is that the new Buff Man vs. Cheese Brain series? Brayden held up the first book and tapped the silver stamp in the corner. Special edition. The two sat under the tree and read comic books until the first bell rang. In class and at lunch, they sat next to each other. After school, Brayden pulled their teacher aside and told him about how Gavin and his friends treated Spencer. He wanted to be sure the bowling stopped for good. His teacher thanked him for his courage and assured him he would take care of it. On the way home, Brayden and Spencer rode the bus together. Gavin and his friends shockingly didn't say a word to them the entire time. They shot them a couple of ugly looks, but that was about it. Brayden and Spencer hardly noticed as they hurried past them. Can you guess what seat they picked to sit in? That's right, the very back row. It was no longer a spot to be ashamed of. From that day on, it became their comic book reading hangout. Away from the noise, away from the distractions, away from the bullies. Hey, Racketeers. I know this episode was a little more serious than most of my life stories, but I did that on purpose. Because bullying is a serious, serious issue and an important one for you to be aware of. It's so common that I'm sure many of you have experienced it to some degree. I know I have, and I've seen it. Studies show that more than one in five students report being bullied. One in five. And honestly, it's probably even more than that. If you've experienced it, you know how miserable it is. It doesn't just affect how you feel at school, but it carries over into your home life as well. Bullying can be a number of things. It could be calling someone names, constant teasing, leaving someone out on purpose, telling others not to be friends with someone, Spreading rumors about someone. Embarrassing someone in front of others. There are a lot of ways kids or people in general can be bullies. If you are being bullied or see someone being bullied, talk to a trusted adult. Tell your teacher, your bus driver, your parents. They can help you and want to help you. When a bully picks on you, tell them to stop in a calm, clear voice. If they continue, walk away and stay away. Don't fight. Find an adult. Don't keep your feelings in. Talk to someone about it. If you witness someone being bullied, you can stand up for them by saying the same thing or by saying what you like about that person. Be their friend. Never, ever, ever encourage bullying by laughing along with the mean jokes or ignoring the behavior altogether. Remember to tell an adult what you're witnessing. Rocketeers treat everyone with respect. Be kind to everyone. We're all different, and that makes life awesome. Don't pick on someone for being different. That's lame. Include others who aren't being included. Sit with them. Talk to them. Invite them to do something. Think before you say or do something that could hurt someone. 
If you slip up and say something mean, apologize immediately. If you're in a position where you feel like being mean to someone, go find something else to do. Parents, recognize the signs that a child is being bullied, such as unexplainable injuries, lost or destroyed clothing, books, electronics, and other personal items, frequent headaches or stomach aches, faking illness, changes in eating habits like suddenly skipping meals or binge eating, difficulty sleeping or frequent nightmares, decreased self-esteem, sudden avoidance of social situations. The bottom line is be vigilant. Like I said before, this is a serious issue that we need to take on together. Remember, above all else, you are not alone. You have lots of people who care about you and want to help you. You are awesome. Thank you for listening, Rocketeers. And I promise the next story of life will be on the lighter side. Till next week, this is your host, Greg Webb.